In case you missed the big announcement on last week's episode, Themis Bar Review is now the official season sponsor for Legally NYC. You may be thinking, why is a bar review company sponsoring a podcast that is focused on law school life? Well, the easy answer is that Themis is so much more than just bar prep. Their resources for law school are second to none, not to mention they are free. They have law school essentials courses for 1Ls and for those in their 2L or 3L years. Each course features online videos, comprehensive outlines, and even practice questions so you can test your knowledge before it's tested on your final exams and eventually on the bar exam. If you haven't seen a Themis attorney rep on your campus and are looking for free law school essentials materials, sign up for it at themisbarsocial.com slash legally NYC. Anyone that tells you you're too smart to have it or your rates are too high, send them my way. I will set you straight. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Legally NYC. This is your host, Erin, and I have another guest with me today. This month is ADHD Awareness Month, so I have brought on one of my favorite ADHD creators. Um, So this is Olivia. She creates content on TikTok, and recently she started on YouTube as well. So this is Olivia, everybody. Hello, I am Olivia. Um, As we've heard, I started posting videos about ADHD um, around in in March, and it's it's been quite eventful so far. So (laughs) it's exciting to be here, though. Yeah, no, thank you for coming on. We're so excited to have you. Um, I really wanted to try to have on some either like ADHD content creators where you're creating content about ADHD or just creators with ADHD that do other things, kind of like highlight them for ADHD month. Um, Mm -hmm. So we're very excited to have you today. Um, Thank you. Yes. And we're mainly going to, so the episode for today, everybody, we're going to do like a little get to know Olivia. Then we're going to do some like ADHD content. We'll do a little like, how long have you known you've had ADHD? Kind of like Olivia's ADHD journey and then um some like tips for all of you busting some myths about ADHD all that fun jazz so that's what it looks like today so um get excited if you want to hear that <laughs> if you don't want to hear that I guess um you don't have to listen <laughs> you can listen to the episode but if you're at all interested in ADHD or just want to be entertained we're both pretty funny I'm not gonna lie <laughs> I think we're pretty cool I think we're pretty cool we're pretty funny so um keep listening <laughs> Okay, so let's get to know Olivia. So, Olivia, tell us where are you from? Oh my God, you can just see my dog jumping off the bed. (laughs) Where are you from? Running around. I know she's just she's probably gonna be popping up in the background. Where are you from? Where do you live now? How long have you been where you are now? So I grew up in Windsor, Ontario, in Canada. And I lived there my whole life. And then I just moved to London, Ontario, which is about two hours away from home Um, for school. I go to Western University. And it's funny because I was so set on not moving away from home, staying at home. And I was going to be crossing the border every day because there's a university in the States right across the border. So that was my plan. Mm -hmm. Um, And then COVID happened and it 
changed everything. But it's it's the funny part is, is that I think that if I didn't go to Western and I didn't move away from home, I never would have started this TikTok. Just so many different things in my life changed because of that. And um, yeah, so I've been here for this is my third year being in London. Okay. And oh, oh. sorry, that's telling me to take my minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess since they're right beside me, but um, <laughs> love that the ADHD so on there. brand, <laughs> yeah, on brand. Like honestly, <laughs> oh yeah, but that's that's where I am. <laughs> okay. That is so funny. The odds of that happening, but um, okay. So you've been in London now for about three years for school. Yep. Um, so you'll be there for. Is this your third year then, or you've been there for three full years? This is my third year, um, but I did a year of engineering and then switched into biology. So okay. I'm te- I'm like a year behind. So um, I'll be here for two more years. Okay, yeah, you, yeah, especially <laughs> with like bio- biology, biology. There's so there's like so many core requirements needed, like for the major generally. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, I'm curious. Um, why do you switch? Which switch oh my god English that's coming to me really well today (laughs) why did you switch majors (laughs) so I started out in engineering and um sorry the the air but uh so I started out in engineering and my my plan from the get-go has always been to go to medical school and for a really long time I thought the the plan was going to be do engineering get my engineering degree and then go to med school and after about a semester, I had, I had stressed myself into an ulcer. Basically. Oh my God. Um, engineering is seven courses per semester. A normal one is five. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, it was a lot and it was a lot with COVID, um, all of that. And I had to kind of take a step back and I was like, why, why would I be an engineer to get to go to med school if I can have that same end goal not being an engineer um there's easier routes to take and I had to kind of recognize my mental health (laughs) and say I I can do everything I want and go in courses that I'm more interested in like biology bio Mm -hmm. chem and chem rather than statics Mm -hmm. like materials I'm just I I thought that it was going to be the better choice and so I I made the switch and I have not regretted it for a second that's yeah that's good I'm how did you pick engineering to start then like if you knew your end goal was med school I feel like most people pick chem or biology like they pick more (laughs) one of those more like life sciencey things so how did you how did you pick engineering in the first place so I'm a very competitive person (laughs) and I remember vividly being told I think it was grade three three or four and we had this like little um thing in our classes where they told us about different careers and they told us about engineering and how there's not many girls in it and I was really interested in robotics I I was like the queen of robotics in my prime time grade school era (laughs) and so I said that's what I'm gonna do because I'm gonna show them that girls can be in this and I'm I'm gonna do awesome in it and so I really wrote my future in pen at that point (laughs) instead of pencil and um and plus my oldest sister Claudia she is an engineer um and 
I just thought it was the coolest thing. Like I really look up to my older sisters. I have two older sisters and an identical twin sister. And oh. I really, yeah, there's a lot of girls. Yeah, no, I have, but, I have four sisters, so I feel you. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Having sisters is fun though, especially being the youngest because like you always have people to look up to. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really, I really in that point just decided I'm going to do engineering too. I'm going to be just like her because yeah. she liked robotics too. That's how I got into robotics. Um, yeah. And I, I had just had this mindset of like, I'm going to do it the hardest way and and just be cool because I did it the hard way. And then, mm-hmm. then I realized that's really, you don't need to do things the hard way all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not necessary. <laughs> oh my God. That's so, so funny. You were like engineering. There's not enough girls. My sister does it. I like robots. Okay. Yeah. We're going to do yeah. it. And then you got I there. really, I really in that moment decided. <laughs> yeah, you decided. And then you got there and you were like, oh, oh, it's yeah. not as fun as I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, it, it really was just because I wasn't really interested in the subjects. And even oh. in high school, people would make fun of me because my extra credits are like the, oh, like whatever. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the courses you yeah. get to pick. Yeah, the, those elective courses. Oh, I had all science courses as my electives. Um, I took every science course my high school offered because instead of taking like a bird course, say, mm-hmm. um, if I'm not interested in it, I won't put the work in. So I knew if I if I took an easy course, I wasn't going to try. <laughs> I was going to get a low grade because I've done it. Um, so I'd rather take courses I was interested in and have it be more difficult and do well in them, you know? Yeah. That's so yeah. Uh, that's mm-hmm. I don't remember how we just got to that sentence um but that's that's so funny. <laughs> I don't remember there from the engineering that's I go on the I go on tangents yeah yeah, yeah no same and then I lose where we were um which is very ADHD I feel like this whole episode oh, is very on brand we started with yes the med um alarm going off so yeah yeah, exactly yeah this is just accurate accurate portrayal of life but um that's so funny (laughs) okay so you are a biology major then that's where you landed okay biology major two years left okay so you're like halfway I'm halfway yeah basically halfway there you're halfway there so so exciting and uh (laughs) you started during covid Yes, I was class of 2020 for high school. So I didn't get my prom, didn't get to walk across the stage. Um, And I also had a very, I mean, I think, in my opinion, I had a better start to university than most because Western was one of the very, very few schools that allowed some in-person things. Whereas my twin sister, she's in her third year of university and this is the first time that she's had an in-person class in university. This is the first time she stepped on campus for a class this year. Um, and I was lucky because Western said, at, your labs will be in person. At least you'll get that much. And labs. Yeah, they, they tried to do as much as they could for us. And I, I really appreciate what they have done and what they continue to do with that. Um, yeah, but it was it was a tough start because you have to navigate this whole new way of learning with university where it's very independent and then having to as someone with ADHD there's I think that a lot of people with ADHD either loved online learning or hated it I I hated it I couldn't do it because there is this kind of structure and like prison 
way of scheduling things in high school that I loved and I hated that structure like I knew like I'm at school hours and this Mm -hmm. is when I do it but like doing it yes so I I was a 2020 undergrad graduate so I finished um college in 2020 so my last couple Mm -hmm. months of that were virtual and I just no I didn't learn anything my exactly we're all really good and chill about it. But like, I didn't learn anything. I would be sitting like on my bed, like watching Agreed. class, but I wasn't doing it. We did. It's just like, and we did a couple weeks of um, law school virtual coming back into, um, into the spring semester last year because people had been traveling. So they're like, we're going to do two weeks virtual gives people time to get tested and finish getting their boosters that were required mm-hmm. if you didn't get it yet. And like, I just, I like I would try to focus but it's just like I'm in my apartment yeah I'm at home I'm hanging with my dog but so yeah I feel the same way and I actually talked to my mom about that yesterday because like the reason you shouldn't do homework in bed is because your brain associates that with not just sleeping now so I feel like COVID has forced me like now I was telling my mom yesterday my bedroom that is strictly sleeping I don't do anything else in it even though I have a desk um I do all my work at the kitchen table which is where I am now but like I didn't know about these things back then so I had a really difficult time segregating these different activities and actually getting in the zone yeah um but yeah, so COVID was really difficult in that aspect. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree with that. I'm really bad about that. I'm always doing work in my bed and I'm like, I know I'm not supposed to. So I, I can't. I, can. I, can. I fall asleep. Yeah. Oh, see, I don't fall asleep. I just then when I get into bed for bedtime, I'm my brain's not like this is bedtime. So I'm not ready. Mm. To yeah. So I have like the opposite problem. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm in my bed, but like, I do everything in my bed. So like, I don't have to, but I feel like it is one or the other. Either you're like, this is where I sleep. So like, if I'm going to fall asleep or Mm -hmm. you're like, it's more than a bed. Like, it's not just for sleeping, but yeah, never. Yeah. It never works how you hope it will either way. I know. Oh, it's the worst. (laughs) It's the worst. Okay. I feel like we're already going off on ADHD tangents. Oh, 100%. Before before we fully dive in, I'll just ask one more get to know you question. Tell us your, um, your astrological signs. Do you know your sun sign? That's the big one. I know I'm a Pisces. Okay. I'm a Pisces too. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I love it. So when's your birthday then? March 9th. I'm March 10th. <laughs> what are the odds? Oh my god, that is wild. So that is. So I don't. It's so the other things, the moon sign and then the rising. Those depend on where you were born and what time. Um, but you'll have to look into it. Those are always really yeah. to find out. Yeah, I would definitely have to look into that. I yeah. I know that I did at one point because my old best friends in high school were like super into all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I couldn't even, I couldn't tell you now. Yeah. If you get um the co-star. Uh, oh, Alexa, stop. <laughs> oh, wait. Why you just... My sister's Alexa heard you say Alexa and it started lighting up. It's doing it again. They're okay. just always listening. They're always listening. They are always listening. <laughs> okay. Um, what was I saying? Oh, if you get the co-star app, if you put That's in. That's what I use. Yes. yes. It'll just give you your birth if you put in your birthday time and place it'll give you your rising and your um your moon sign and all that 
and I always forget which is which, but it's like your sun sign is how you like present, like it's how you overall, I think, think of yourself and like how you present to people. And then either rising or moon sign, I mix them up. One of them is how you think of yourself like more internally. And the other one is like the first impression people get of you, like what an outside impression is of people before they get to know you. So it's interesting to That's hear. Interesting. Yeah. And they, they like really do line up. Like Stark stuff is crazy. Okay. It is. It is crazy. Okay. Anyway, so you're Pisces and um, yeah. Okay. Let's jump in. Okay, everybody. So we are going to dive into the bulk of the episode now. So we're going to talk all things ADHD for the rest of the episode. Um, So I feel like I just want to start with like people that have like listened, of course, have heard like my diagnosis, diagnostic story, however you say that, like how (laughs) I found out I had ADHD. But like, have you always known, Olivia? Did you get diagnosed like middle school, high school, college? What was kind of your journey with it? So I got diagnosed very young. I was seven, I believe seven or eight. I was in grade three, um, which is the youngest I've ever heard a girl diagnosed. Yeah. 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 Um, I always knew something was different about me. (laughs) Like I, I always was very aware of that. I just couldn't quite put my finger on it, but in my mind, everyone else was weird and I was totally normal. (laughs) Like that's the way I saw it was like, I'm different, but like, I think I'm the baseline and everyone else is just kind of a little, a little off, you know? (laughs) Um, and my grade three teacher, um, Mrs. Gersoy, I'm going to say her name, but (laughs) she, her daughter has ADHD and I actually, her daughter was my dance teacher for a while or dance coach kind of thing. Um, and she had ADHD. So she talked to my parents and was like, I think your daughter might have ADHD. And because she's, she's like a carbon copy of my, my daughter, the way she acts, you know? Mm -hmm. And so my parents were like, okay, like, let's go get her tested. And, um, and so we did, and I was a textbook diagnosis (laughs) to the book. Um, so I got diagnosed at around six, seven or eight. And, um, yeah, I mean, I had a very, a very supportive community around me, my teachers, my parents. Um, they always made me feel very, not normal, but like accepted in that way and supported, which I think is very important. And I didn't realize was not the normal. And I hate to say that I was privileged enough to have that because I think that should be for everybody. Um, but it wasn't until I started posting videos and hearing other people's stories where I was like, other people don't experience this. Like there's parents out there that will totally ignore this. Like that, I I was really overwhelmed when I heard all these different things. Um, But even I I remember this one time being like, I I feel so weird, like out of place, everyone else can focus and do things. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, how am I going to like go on in life if I can't like focus or do all these things that other people can do? Um, And my parents brought up like, this little web page of a bunch of celebrities that had ADHD um, or like OCD dyslexia, stuff like that, just different um, disorders. And we're like, all of these people are successful, you know? Um, and I think that that was like a 
like a very pivotal point in my life. And like, I still remember that um, very clearly, but yeah. So when I started, I was just, when I started making videos, I was like, maybe, maybe I can be one of those, those people too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's great. A lot of people you're right. Like don't have a good support system around them diagnosed or just that like, if somebody brings up, Oh, like maybe, your child might have this, like you might want to get them tested. They kind of brush it mm-hmm. off. Um, yeah. So I didn't get diagnosed until I was 22. Mm-hmm. No, I was 23. <laughs> I just turned 24. <laughs> I was yeah. 23. So it was after I had been done with undergrad and like a year out, I'd been working for a year. And then I was right. like, something like seems off because like I had like, gotten used to school and like the structure of how school was um because, yeah like, college is different but it's still like I don't know it's still like kind of structured like different than work not like where you're just like at yeah. like you have to be at a desk for like this many hours and you're like I have to do these things but there's not necessarily like a specific like timeline of like do this one first then do this one like I just had a bunch mm-hmm. of things that I had to do and I had to manage myself when they would all get done and I was like this something's not working I was like it's just exactly like something's not working like other people can do this why am I like sitting here unable to figure out what to do first like I can't bring myself to do it because there's too many things I'm just like staring at it which like looking back that would happen to me during like periods of my life when I had a lot to do I would just stop doing things yes I would like totally shut down shut down I would go and shut down because I was like there's too much I don't know what to do first even if a lot of them were small things just because I was like I I don't know what to do and then yeah. I would get my sister or someone to do it I'd be like I like I can't do this like can you please just like answer this text for me like yes. something as simple as that so like looking back I see now it was a pattern but it wasn't like brought out to be like a consistent thing until I was like in a workplace where I kind of had to handle everything myself because of the position mm-hmm. I was in. Um, and at that point, I'd also been treated for my anxiety, which I think based on what my therapist and I both think, we think that was probably my biggest like coping mechanism that I developed. Yeah. So once that was like getting treated and like I wasn't anxious all the time being like, I have to do this. Like I didn't have that like sense of urgency to do those things anymore. So yeah. then I was like, well, like, why do, like, why do I have to do this now? Like, what's the, so that was, exactly. that was really interesting for me. Um, But so that's just a little bit about kind of my diagnosis for those that haven't listened before that, like maybe this is their first episode. So mm-hmm. I didn't get diagnosed until late in life. So like total flip side of you. Yeah. My parents did have a little inkling when I was younger. I know because when I did get diagnosed or when I was like, I think I might have ADHD to my family. So I was living at home. Mm-hmm. I, was like, I think like I'm going, um, I'm getting a psychiatrist anyway to take over my anxiety meds. So like, I'm going to ask her to do an evaluation for me. And mm-hmm. one of my sisters was like, I thought we like kind of knew you had ADHD. Like, I think our mom used to like, when she would talk about you just be like, yeah, Erin's kind of like hyperactive and this and that. And I was like, what? And I love my mom, but like, ma'am, what? It's just, oh my God. Just yeah. Things. And like, I've, I've been really successful in life and made it so far, but it's just like looking back being like, but maybe it would have been easier or like, maybe I wouldn't have been so anxious exactly. if like I had not even necessarily on meds, but even if I had the diagnosis to be like, 
this is why my brain always feels like it's like wired and thinking about 50 yes. different things at once. Like it's, it's not a validating feeling knowing it's there's, there's a reason, you know, exactly. And like for people that get diagnosed that are like, yeah, it was really validating that like makes me so happy for them because other people yeah. it's more of like a, it's, it can be almost like traumatic for some people because they're like, Oh my God, like all these bad things like happened. Yes. But like, thankfully I wasn't like in a boat like that. It was like, I had anxiety, but like, <laughs> I'm kind of like, I've kind of like not cured. That's not the word I've gotten. That's gotten better now. Like since yeah, I've been you found ways to cope with it, right? I found ways to cope with it. I found ways to like cope with like learning in a classroom growing up. Like I found things that worked for me, but for mm-hmm. some people that's not the case. It's like either you develop coping skills, which like for me, it was anxiety, but for other people, it's like, they're just depressed or they just feel like worthless because they can't do anything. Yeah. It's. Exactly. And I saw this great video. I forget who the creator is, but I'll I'll tell you after. But um she made a video about like she it was in a skit formation and the first character was like, "Why are you so bitter about a late diagnosis? I mean, you have the answers now." And she was she said in a summary, I'm going to say, um like imagine driving a really really old car and it breaks down every time you leave the house there's guaranteed two things to go wrong um and so every time you're late um you're like sorry I was late and I had car troubles and the boss is like well everyone has car troubles sometimes but everybody makes it to work on time and so you you get new tools and you're carrying around all these different tools and then eventually you find out that you're driving this old old Honda and everyone else is driving Teslas that drive smooth you know um and anytime that something goes wrong they send you a new tesla to drive to work with you know um and so it's it's like yeah i was able to do all these things but imagine my family wasn't good at fixing things and what if we had to go into a bunch of debt to get someone else to fix it for us every time or what if we just gave up you know um and never leave the house um and things like addiction and all of that and imagine how much more successful I could have been had I had a Tesla the whole time, you know? Um, It's like, yeah, it's good now because now I have a Tesla or at least something close to it. But imagine if I had it the whole time and I didn't have to spend two hours before work every day fixing my car. (laughs) Yes. So I, I think there's definitely a lot of like things to say about, or like there's a lot of validity in being upset about a late diagnosis still. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, absolutely. I actually saw a, I feel like I saw that TikTok. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who it was either, but I saw another one um, that was another like metaphor for, um, yeah. and it was, hers wasn't just about ADHD. It was also, um, this girl I think has ADHD and autism and dyslexia. So mm-hmm. she was trying to explain it as like, um, so what if I tell you to just like make a sandwich? And then she was like, but now like these like three things here. Yes, the- I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, these three things here on the table are like, this is my ADHD. This is my, yeah. autism, and this is my dyslexia. Now you have to carry these around in your hand. And now I tell mm-hmm. you to make a sandwich, but one of your hands is occupied holding these three things that you carry with you. Yeah. Like, she was like, but then if I get like, if I get like a stimulant, then like this one will like, I don't have to carry that one anymore. Like, not that it gets rid of yeah. all. It was like she had more than one for each thing. It was like, 
I don't know, it was like a handful of things, but she was mm-hmm. like, half of it goes away with like accommodations. Part of it goes away with this. So then you're carrying less. Exactly. But mm-hmm. if you like, even if you take medication, like you're still not like on the level of everyone else, you're still yep. carrying something around, but it's less than before. And yes. That one, I thought that was a really good way of explaining it too. I was like, mm-hmm. I never know how to explain that because people always, I feel like, especially with ADHD, they're like, well, you're on like, you're on like a stimulant, like you take Adderall, you take, like I take Inserta. They're like, you have that. So why do you also need like accommodations? And it's like, yeah. it's because it's like, they, they add up to what we're lacking. Yeah. Like a- I made Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just gonna say it's not like a one thing fix all fixes all. Exactly. I made a video like pretty early on, and it was it was the same kind of concept. Like, imagine everybody, everyone in the world had to carry around a hundred marbles every day, and and you're going and um, whatnot, and you can't figure out why you keep dropping the marbles, why no one else is having this issue, and you find out that everyone has a bag, but you don't have a bag. You have to hold all the marbles, and it's like, yeah, well, I do take medication, but that's like having a bag, but it still is a hole in the bottom, you know, yes. um, it still is a few holes. So marbles are still falling out. It's never going to be a, a complete bag. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still going to drop marbles, but at least those things help me to drop less and less. Yes. Um, that's, that's exactly it. And before I forget, just cause I want to make sure I credit her. It's Courtney, Courtney Carini was the, was the creator that of the video I was talking about with the cars. <laughs> okay. Okay. Courtney. Yeah. I don't know if I saw mm-hmm. that one or another one. The marble one. I'll have to check her name. Or not the marble one. The um the I know I have that one saved. I somewhere. have that one too. Yeah. I know I follow her, so I can check who it is. But um okay. yeah, so that but yeah, I feel like that's such a good way to explain it. Like if mm-hmm. you have like ADHD or autism or dyslexia or something, a lot of times if you feel like people around you don't understand, like kind of what it's really like, like going to things like that, like using metaphors and like looking yeah. at things and even just showing them to people that mm-hmm. can be like really helpful. They'll be like, Oh yeah. I, like, I never thought of it that way. So exactly. I feel like, and I think that's like a lot of my, especially my earlier videos when they, when I was just starting out the ones that first kind of went viral I think it was because of the metaphors and the analogies like people were like I finally have a way to explain this to someone you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I I think that's just very like validating it is it is really validating and like um I guess kind of going off of that how did you kind of get into creating content like about ADHD like what kind of brought you to start that so funny story I all when I'm in school all I tend to do is school that's I just that's it and I realized it was like I don't really have an outlet to do something fun to like de-stress um just have fun that's not school and so um I was like I need to find a hobby and I just got off the phone with my friend who was asking me something about ADHD and I was like you know what I'm good at talking about that a lot of people ask me about it and I mean, I've had like 20 plus or however many years, I probably 13 years since I was diagnosed of learning different ways to cope with it. Mm-hmm. So maybe some of the things I've learned can help someone else. And so that's what I did. My first like three videos were this is how to clean your room. This is how to clean I your kitchen. That. I need that stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is how I do it where it makes sense and it's not overwhelming. And I actually go from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um 
And then I just like, I've really changed the way I make videos since then. But the original idea was I just need a hobby. I need something to have fun with. And if you told me, like, I posted my first video on March 28th. I always remember these dates. But if you told me on that day that like it would be what it is today, I would, I'd, be like yeah that's funny that's a really good joke thank you Um, but it's been incredible honestly and just like seeing the ways people have connected to it is like beyond what I could have ever imagined for this these accounts yeah Yeah. but originally it was just a hobby (laughs) that's what happens with a lot of people that's why I started my podcast I was like I need a creative outlet from work Mm -hmm. and then from school Uh, exactly like I thought of it while I was working I was like I feel like I need to do something fun and creative yeah until like the week I started law school and then I was like this is fun though like I get to go talk to people and meet people and like make content to market it so Mm -hmm. that's how it starts a lot of the time and then it just yeah traction and it's just it's fun (laughs) yeah yeah and it's really I so I found this I got a notification saying my Google storage thing was almost full. Oh, so no. I, I go like, I'm like, what can I delete off this? Right. And I see this one video and it's taking up like three gigabytes. So I was like, what could this possibly be? It's from like 2009 or something. I don't even know. It was so <laughs> old though. So I opened it and I totally forgot about this point in my life. But when I was like smaller, probably around when I got diagnosed actually I I really wanted to be a YouTuber I was like this would be I'm I am the perfect candidate so here I am doing like my Dollarama haul and I I watched all 13 minutes of it like wheezing laughing because I'm like who would have who would have thought like that was me back then and now I'm actually kind of doing it yeah like I did it I'm (laughs) little me I I did it I'm on YouTube you know back then you were like this is gonna be me and it is yeah it's crazy the way everything plays out but um it's I I thought that was pretty funny (laughs) no that is funny I love did you keep the video then or did you delete it oh I put that on a USB that will stay with me forever (laughs) I was like you gotta keep that that's a funny one I love that yeah where it all started (laughs) yes where it all started and now you're here you make content all the time yeah I I like the formatting of your content because sometimes it's just like you talking but other mm-hmm. times you do like little skits where you're like, this is yeah. like talking to almost like talking to your roommate almost. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. like you're still sitting there, like yeah, all day. So it's like they're informational videos, but in an entertaining way because you're not just talking, you're also like you're yeah. creating like funny little skits. So yeah. yeah. I always found that skits were something that I would I was most likely to keep watching because it was more engaging than me just talking. Plus I feel like, pardon? You want to see how it ends. Yeah, exactly. Like you, there's, there's that little, uh, like cliffhanger there. And, um, and so then I was like, maybe I'll just try that out. And it started with me, like just kind of changing my positioning, um, sitting at my desk. And then eventually it started to like changing my clothing and like changing the locations. And it's, crazy now <laughs> it's yeah fun, though. very entertaining mm-hmm. um people, <laughs> I feel like people they are still informational though like people learn so much mm-hmm. um, and like I feel like I had a question oh what are like the your top I don't know your favorite videos you've made um yeah what are your favorite videos that you've made so far so 
the the one and it honestly it didn't it didn't go that it it didn't get as much engagement as I originally thought it would and still I still think this is one of my best videos it's um it's like how my ADHD brain works and I I just edited it so it was short enough to go on YouTube because I was like I love this video like I want more people to see it it didn't get the hype it deserves and um it's just like a bunch of character changes to like motor control, executive function, my eyes, um, executive dysfunction, impulsivity. I love that video. I think it just like perfectly captures how I do things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one, and then my ADHD simulator video that I thought was going to be, that was just not going to do well at all, but I was like, whatever, I posted it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of my most viral videos as well. And I love that video. I think that both of those, I think just showing people what my brain feels like mm-hmm. is very entertaining to me yeah. <laughs> and I love doing it. Um, and I think a lot of people resonated with them because it's like, I can show people like, this is it. This is so accurate. Um, I'm trying to think, I know there's a third one. Like I know I've looked at my, the top three ones mm-hmm. that I really like. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. I can't think of it right now, That's but okay. Maybe it'll <laughs> yeah, those are my favorite for sure. And um, kind of going off that, but not quite, I'm saying going off that, but it's not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like what are not, I feel like what are your, what are the three top like myths that you feel like people think about ADHD? Like what are things that people think that like, maybe it's true sometimes, but not necessarily. So it could be like, it's mm-hmm. It's sometimes true. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So the first one is that ADHD can be fixed by um, exercise, consuming less sugar, or better parenting. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that this it can't fix it. That's that's a complete set in stone thing, um, like an absolute. But the gray area is, yeah, that can improve it. That can, that can help you, but it won't fix it. No, um, it's not caused by that. It's not caused exactly. by lack of exercise or too much sugar. So exactly. taking that away won't just take mm-hmm. away the ADHD. <laughs> exactly. Definitely that. Um, and then, oh, I, I read so many of these comments. Of course, now I'm blanking. Like half, half <laughs> of the things I read are just people being like, ADHD isn't real. real. I get that yeah. quite often. I feel and like, I'm like that's a myth of us. It is real. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually, I made a video about myths. I think those were my top favorite ones. The bad parenting, the sugar. Oh, and then um, that, oh, that actually leads in. I, I have a video in my phone that's not been posted yet, but it's oh, okay. about ADHD meds. But one is that I won't give, I won't take ADHD meds. I don't want to be addicted to drugs. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest misconception and studies are showing this like very concrete evidence that um, if taken properly, ADHD meds have a very low risk for addiction. And secondly, people that have ADHD and don't treat it, whether that be anything, um, including medication, are significantly more likely to abuse substances as a form of Mm self-medicating. And People are like, well, I don't want them to be addicted to drugs. I'm like, you are so much more likely to be addicted to drugs if you don't take ADHD meds. No. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that everybody should take meds because I'd like to clarify that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not beneficial for everybody, but that specific statement is not true when people yeah. say that. 
No, one hundred percent. I I agree with that, and I've heard that. Um, I feel like it was maybe a psychiatrist. I don't know if it was my psychiatrist or like a video I saw on TikTok, but they were saying how like I feel like it might have been it might have been the ADHD doctor on. Oh yeah. TikTok. Um, mm-hmm. I think her name is Sasha, but um, I think it was her, and she posted like you're actually like people with ADHD are more likely to become addicted to anything else if they're not properly treated, whether it's Mm -hmm. medication or therapy or just like a whole like system that you come up with. So don't don't be like, oh, I can't take meds because I'll become addicted to them. Like your doctor, your providers, your therapist, Mm -hmm. what works for you, maybe it won't work for you, but don't assume that's the best route to not become addicted because it's Exactly. Way around. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Cause like, I know, I even know some of my creator friends, most of my closest creator friends are not medicated. Um, okay. And like one of them, it's, they have really bad anxiety. So most ADHD meds are a stimulant and that mm-hmm. really increases their anxiety. So they can't take it. So it's not beneficial for them. Yeah. Whereas for me, it's been life-changing. Like I, my life has significantly improved and my quality of life has significantly improved since taking meds, but that's not the case for everybody. Um, yeah. So that's the thing with that. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe another big myth then is that like everybody with ADHD is like affected the same way that like, it'll present <laughs> the same way, which is like why a lot of girls don't get diagnosed when younger. Yeah. Because people like are picturing like the little disruptive boy in a classroom. Yeah. Like that's and- like a fun a fun way to think about this is I did get permission from my twin sister to say this I had to ask because um so my twin sister also was diagnosed with ADHD but I was diagnosed when I was seven or eight she was not diagnosed until late high school and the reason was because I was very hyperactive I was a textbook diagnosis Mm -hmm. because all of the studies done on ADHD about symptoms and stuff up until this point were only done on men so not so obviously <laughs> it's going to be skewed for girls um but I was diagnosed very early N- N- Natalie is her name she was not diagnosed until very late in life because she presented very inattentively not hyperactive um and I know a lot of people are saying the people who present outwardly as inattentive um the hyperactivity is kind of in their brain yes. like in their head rather than in their limbs <laughs> like, yeah I have friends like uh, that Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's, there's a lot of different ways that ADHD can present and the whole, you, I've, I've been told this before, like you, you don't need the accommodations. You have a highest mark in this class. Um, and I, I did an interview with Upworthy and we talked about that And my physics teacher on the first test day said that to me. And the next day I came with an essay, <laughs> like a page long explaining to her, um, and I, and I started, I said, ADHD stands for attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm a teacher. We have training things on there. I know what that is. And I was like, I, I know, you know what it stands for, but I don't think you understand what it means. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the semester, she, um, she said that it helped her for me to have said that and explained it to her that, um, ADHD isn't an issue with IQ. It's an issue with attention. And, <laughs> um, I can, I can get good marks. Still with ADHD, mm-hmm. it just might be more difficult and I need different outlets to help me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, anyone that tells you you're too smart to have it or your grades are too high, send them my way. I will set yeah. them straight. 
that's that's just not true because like you said it's not iq it's the <laughs> issue with like choosing where your attention goes because it's exactly also, i've like heard it explained like multiple times that it's also not like a lack of like focus it's a lack of being able to like choose where your focus goes so that's why like sometimes like you can focus like you'll go into like hyper focus because mm-hmm. it'll just happen but you don't you don't choose where your brain wants to focus a lot of the time. I always say, yeah. And I always say ADHD isn't in ADHD. isn't the inability to focus. It's the difficulty of everyday focus. Um, That's, that's the way I always put it when I, when I explain it to people, because it's like, yeah, like I'm kind of focusing on everything at once. Like there's not, I can't ignore those stimuli. Like when my air turned on, you'll notice that when you watch it back, um, I kind of stopped for a minute mid-sentence and I was like, oh, it's the air. And then I just kept going. <laughs> no, you, um, but it's very it out loud. you actually, I don't know if you noticed, but you said it out loud. You looked oh, and you said, oh, it's just the air. And then you went back. To- <laughs> I thought I just paused. I didn't even realize I verbalized. <laughs> no, you, you fully said it out loud. It was, it was oh, funny. Goodness. <laughs> yeah well that that's an example of it like it's just yeah. everything or even the cars driving by I I'm rarely looking whenever I'm talking if if you're watching this with like this with the actual like visuals mm-hmm. I'm I'm rarely actually looking at the screen when I'm talking <laughs> that's yeah that's just how it is but mm-hmm. um yeah that's that's I don't remember what we were talking about of focusing the misconceptions oh, the misconceptions the misconceptions yeah I feel like those I feel like those are the biggest ones like the biggest myths yeah. like people mm-hmm. misconceptions myths whatever you want to call them I feel like those are the biggest ones but yeah. um I feel like we've been talking for a while so I feel oh like yeah I'm I like to lose track of time. I have to actually leave soon. But yeah, okay. I didn't. I didn't even realize until yeah, you brought it up. I, was like, I wasn't <laughs> looking. I know, like the time blindness. That's another big one. Time blindness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you'll see me doing this whenever I have something important. I'm like, yeah, do not. I have me. to like, at the watch. Yes, no. Since yeah. I have my Apple Watch, it's a game changer. Otherwise, I don't know what it time is. of day it is because I lose my phone half the time, and I'll, it'll yeah. be gone for hours. I'm like, I don't. Like, I don't know. Yeah, this thing just like vibrates whenever I need to do something. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm like, okay, perfect. Cool. But yeah. Anyway. Okay. So let's kind of wrap up the big like portion of the episode, but like your three biggest like tips for people. I feel like maybe people that are newly diagnosed with ADHD. Okay. So I would say first, um, when you're figuring out a schedule or a routine, think of it as a structure, not strictly like at this time I need to do this and this time I need to do this. Um, I found that that was very helpful for me. Um, also, being not being hard on yourself about it. I I find I'm very hard on myself about it, especially when I'm stuck in like an ADHD paralysis situation. And sometimes it's confusing. It's hard to differentiate that between being like, I need to take a mental health day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's okay to give yourself the benefit of the doubt some days. Um, <laughs> and also, I would say it's kind of trial and error when, it, when you're figuring out what works for me to help with my ADHD. Mm-hmm. And so be patient in that process because it is a process. Um, but it will pay off in the end. So, and tweak it as you go, you know, 
it's not always going to be the same. I've changed different things. Even my accommodations for school, they've changed over the years. They change over the semester sometimes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, just be patient with that and understanding that something will work, you know, something those would be yeah, like find what works for you. Yeah, because it's different for everybody. Yeah, especially and it's like the same as how like it like ADHD presents differently in people. Yeah, because of that, like because you might have different symptoms, like you need different you need to find what works for you with like your symptoms and like what maybe struggle with versus like what somebody else with ADHD might not have a problem with. So Mm -hmm. it's not like a again, not a one size fits all. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that is the bulk of the episode. I wish we had more time to talk. I could literally talk all day. <laughs> Me too. We could go on forever. But um, okay, so we're gonna do our two little segments here that we do at the end of every episode. So um, we will start with the how to be a better person segment. So what is your tip for people this week for how they can be better? Sustainability, volunteering, donating, doing something nice for people. What's your tip this week? So I have two kind of to piggyback. The first one is um, say something nice to someone. And I I know that's like a just like a I've heard that a million times, but I genuinely mean it. I feel like a lot of people, um, I know I've gotten weird looks from like when I, when I was dating a guy and I literally rolled down the window one time when we were in the car. Cause this girl, I loved her pants. And I was like, Hey, I hope this isn't weird, but like, I really love your pants. And, um, she was like, thanks. They're from American Eagle. And I was like, thank you. And like, we're turning. And, um, I know like when people say something nice to me, it, it can change the whole trajectory of my day. Um, even when I see people that watch my videos, I literally had the worst day ever. It was last week. It was just such like a terrible day. And, um, the three people came up to me that day being like, I love your videos. And that just like, that made me feel really good. And it, it changed the rest of my day, you know, the way I looked at it. And so just say something nice, even if it's small. And I think a lot of people are shy to say it, but it's like, what's the worst that can happen? They yeah. like they don't hear you. Just say it again, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, nothing bad has ever come from saying something nice to someone, yeah. and you feel good about it after. So do that. Um, yeah, that was actually one. I only wanted to say one for that. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought there was a second, and then I was like, no, no that was for some. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, I think that's a good one because really, like, what's the worst that happens? Like, they don't hear you. Yeah. They're like, who's like who's gonna get mad because you're like, oh, I like your pants. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just something so small. And like seeing someone else smile makes you happy too. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, whenever I'm having a bad day, I kid you not, whenever I'm having a bad day, I go to Starbucks, because it's like right there. And if there's someone behind me, I'll always pay for the person behind me. Because it's like, I've done something good today. You know, like I made someone else smile. So I deserve to smile. And, um, and yeah, I think that that just really helps me feel like good and bad situations so just say something nice to someone it makes everyone happy you know and someone's gonna be having a terrible day and that little thing can you just make it so much better 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that can be just such a difference in someone's day. So don't be shy to do it. Just be happy. <laughs> be yeah. happy to do it. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Everybody do that. Go give someone a compliment. Post on a post on a video. Comment on someone's video. Do something yeah. nice. Just say something nice to people. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then our second segment, our last segment to end the episode is a tip of one of your favorite things, something fun to do in your city or a fun place to go. So I honestly really struggled coming up with this one <laughs> because when I moved here, it was COVID and everything was closed. And like now I'm just starting to, to get out. Mm-hmm. But one of the things is Springbank Park in London, Ontario is just so pretty, especially in the fall. Um, it's just such a nice place to walk around and see all the trees. So definitely that and free promotion for my old work because I used to work at Joe Cool's. I'm going to say this, but um, Joe Cool's, it's like a like a restaurant during the day and then it turns into a bar at night. Oh, okay. um, and it's it has so much history in it. Like it's if my brain could be a restaurant, it would be that like there's not a surface not covered in something like pictures everywhere, just so much history in there. And um, yeah, like my, my parents' friends were like, oh, I used to go there all the time. Like, it's like, oh, that's crazy. And I worked there for a while. It's, it's an awesome place. So um, if you're of age or if you go through the day <laughs> um, or if you're not going during the day, those two places are probably places I would say that are just really interesting mm-hmm. yeah I mm-hmm. those are great ones I'll have to check them out when I make my way there there's so many yeah. I have to go now since having people on I'm like okay I have to go like visit that city now and go there yeah um, yeah no those are great I love that okay um <laughs> so that is the episode thank you so much for coming on Olivia do you want to tell people where they can follow you Oh, yes. So you can follow me on TikTok with it's just my full name, Olivia Lufala. Same with YouTube. Um, And then on Instagram, it's my full name, except there's an extra A for Olivia. So Olivia A. Lufala, which is also my middle initial, which I just realized. So I guess I kind of did myself. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even do that on purpose. I just put two and two together now. Well, I guess it's just my middle initial then, not an extra A. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) or if you find one of the socials there's a a link tree and it shows all of my other ones so once you got one you got all of them that's the way to do it and that's the same for ours you can follow legally nyc podcast on instagram and tiktok there's a link tree bringing you to the other one um or my personal pages erin.lindsay13 instagram and tiktok as well and this will this video will be up on the youtube as well so if you want to watch it i'll post that when it's out too and that'll be Legally NYC podcast on YouTube. Okay. I love it. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for coming on, Olivia. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. <laughs> it was so much fun. Bye, guys. <laughs>